your experience of life, marriage, motherhood, your work, like every single aspect of your life is fully dependent on how well you take care of yourself. It centers around how you feel. When you're feeling good, your capacity to be the version of yourself that you like the fun, flirty, the playful, the kind, compassionate, patient, creative, magnetic, loving, that version of you gets to come alive. Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's been through and still going through the trenches of motherhood myself, I get it. Life gets busy and sometimes your relationship takes a backseat. But guess what? You can feel like a couple while raising kids, and I'm here to help. Join me each week here as we dive into the messy but fulfilling world of marriage and motherhood. From navigating conflict to reigniting that spark, we're going to chat about it all. So if you're juggling mom life with wife life, this podcast is for you. And hey, if you love what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Here's this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Now, this topic was actually inspired by a post. Someone had asked for self-care tips from a group of moms. They were asking for tips, tricks, hacks to practice self-care as a mom. And I thought it'd be really great to tackle what is even real self-care. Okay. I know when I first became a mom, I had a very different idea of what self-care was. I thought self-care was once in a while, go leave the house, go get your nails done, go get your hair done, go out with your girlfriends, you know, things that are really fun and bring back that alone time that bring back that life that was in you prior to transitioning into becoming a mom. Because we all know that that journey, that transition is a big one. It's something that we need time to adjust to because it's so different than how life was before kids, right? Before kids, we were free to go. We had all the time in the world to do what we wanted when we wanted. And then after kids, now we have these little people kind of controlling our time, where we can go, what we can do. Everything is centered around them. So it's really easy to then lose yourself, lose your sense of self, forget how to take care of yourself because you have other people to take care of. So back then, my idea of self-care was not very sustainable. Like many of the other women that answered this post, I thought it was very much just like light stuff. But in doing those activities, like getting your nails done, or I think one person even said, lock the door when you go to the bathroom. I thought that was hilarious. You know that when you lock it, they're just going to have little fingers underneath the doorway. (laughs) right? What else did they say? They said massages, mani-pedis, facials, spa days, anything like that. All amazing things, all things I would love to experience all of the time. But 
when I thought that that was self-care, I felt like I couldn't do it all the time. I felt like self-care could only happen here and there because money or time or childcare, you know, the different reasons why that couldn't be a thing when I absolutely needed it. Now, my idea of self-care has evolved since then. If you're new to me, I've got three kids now. So that was my definition. And it changed about a little bit after I had my first biological son, but second son, my oldest is my stepson. And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of just dive into what the hell is self-care. Okay. So like any other person, I went to Google. <laughs> I Googled what is self-care? And this is what Google gave me. Okay. Just for fun. So this is what Google told me self-care was. It said it's the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Now, I love that Google gives us choices because this was another one that they listed, which I like a lot better. The practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. So I, I resonate with the second one a lot more, but I want to tweak that one a little bit. I think that self-care is, yes, definitely taking an active role to protect your well-being. The thing I want to change is not in particular during periods of stress, but taking an active role to sustainably protect your own well-being and your happiness. Now, back to what I was saying, how the spa days, the massage, the mani-pedis, the facials, the whatever, wasn't sustainable, right? It takes time to schedule the appointment. You can't just like walk up most times, right? Any place that you'd want to go, typically it'd be full, right? And I couldn't just leave all of a sudden. And so I wanted to have a way to practice self-care in a way it was stacking on top of each other. The effects of the self-care rippled out. It had a residual effect, not just while I'm doing it, I feel great. But then as soon as I get home and I hear kids yelling, then I'm back to where I was before. That to me isn't real self-care. That to me is like a treat. Real self-care is having the ability and awareness to be able to know how you make your choices, how you live your life, the things that you engage in are actually supporting your well-being all of the time. Now, the reason why self-care is so, so important, especially as a mom, everybody needs self-care. But as a mom, we have and put so much pressure, expectations on ourselves. And your experience of life, marriage, motherhood, your work, like every single aspect of your life, the experience that you have is fully dependent on how well you take care of yourself. 
it centers around how you feel. So if you're feeling shitty, it feels like you put on gray sunglasses and everything looks gloomy. But when you feel good, it's like you put on rose-colored glasses and everything seems great. You're noticing all these good things versus noticing all the things that are going wrong. And when you're feeling good, your capacity to be the version of yourself that you like, the fun, the flirty, the playful, the kind, compassionate, patient, creative, magnetic, kind, loving, like I could just go on. That version of you gets to come alive, but it doesn't get to come alive if you don't feel you. And the way you feel you is by taking care of yourself. Okay. Now, taking care of yourself varies depending on the person, right? What your friend needs to do could be completely different from what you need to do. It's completely personalized to your experience of life. So how do you find self-care that works for you? If you haven't taken care of yourself lately, I don't want you to just like scrap everything you do and say, okay, I'm just going to have to be completely different because that is not sustainable. You're not going to be able to change that many habits all at once because we are habits of creatures, (laughs) creatures of habits. And so the best way for you to do it is to take more of a sustainable approach with baby steps. Okay, so if you're like, my life is a hot mess, take it one step at a time. Okay, and as you take those little small steps on improving your life, that's self care, right? That's you taking an active role for improving your well being, your happiness. And it all starts with your awareness, right? So, Don't worry about like making a list of all these things you need to change. What I want you to do is actually just pay attention. Raise your level of awareness of your experience of life. This is how you become more intentional about how you're designing your life. Okay? Your life is not set for you. You very much have control over a lot of stuff, and that comes through your choices the people you surround yourself with, what you do, what you don't do, okay? So as you go about your day, just notice what brings you energy and what depletes it. What gives you joy and what takes it away? I want you to think about it holistically, right? Let's come up with a holistic solution so that You don't have to deal with all that unnecessary challenge that you're experiencing on a daily basis because you literally are and can be just one choice away from eliminating those challenges in your life. I'm not saying your life is going to be stress-free. That's just not it, right? But you can certainly reduce the amount of challenges you're experiencing. 
the ones that you have control over, the ones that you might unintentionally be putting yourself into, right? That's where being intentional and being aware helps. Like I mentioned, the people you surround yourself with, you can control that. How you allow people to treat you, how well you take care of your physical health, like sleep, exercise, making sure you're drinking good water, the food that you're putting into your body, how much of it, what you're putting into your body, the ingredients, and then making aligned decisions, making sure that the decisions that you're making actually are helping you get closer to your vision of how you see life working out for you, what it is that you're wanting in the future, okay? Now, if you're in need of some inspiration, I'm going to actually share with you my response to that Facebook post, okay? So while all the other moms were sharing the different things that they like to do, like I said, all stuff that I personally love to do, I, if I could, I would get a massage every single day, like a 90-minute one. <laughs> that would be amazing, right? I would love to get a facial once a week. I would love to go into the sauna regularly. That sounds amazing, right? But I want to make sure that you actually know how to take care of yourself in between those times so that you are doing things that are building in its effect, like the effects, the benefits are just stacking on top of each other and working off of each other and simplifying and making your life more easy for you rather than having the benefits wear off as soon as you step back into the real world. Okay. So my answer was that my answer was going to be different than most. And that my tips were to set more boundaries, stop doing things because you should, figuring out what you value most out of life and designing your life around those things. Being more honest with yourself and telling people what you want. Becoming more self-aware. Listening to and learning from your emotions. Understanding what they're telling you. Learning to regulate your emotions. Giving yourself a break without feeling the need to earn it. Removing toxic people from your life. Spending more time with the people that make your life feel better. Okay, that was just what I came up with off the top of my head. There are so many other ways that you can make your life better, that you can start to take care of yourself and start to curate your life so that it feels more simple, less complicated, less challenging, so that you can devote more energy towards things that really matter, like your family, your husband, your kids, your passions, your friendships, right? Not things that we are unintentionally putting ourselves into situations where you have to deal with unnecessary drama, right? Being friends with people just because they've been in our lives for a long time. Don't be afraid to advocate for your experience of life by cutting those people out if it's not aligned anymore, right? Sometimes people are just in your life for a season and it's okay. Sometimes we outgrow people. And making sure that you are 
vocal about protecting yourself. When I said boundaries, I mean it. That's a huge one, right? Don't let people treat you a way that you're not okay with. Either teach them how you would like to be treated or remove yourself from that relationship so that you don't have to deal with it anymore. Okay? Have those tough conversations with your spouse. Be willing to learn and grow as a person. If we all knew how to take care of ourselves in this way, like real self-care, people would be so much happier. People would be doing things more authentically instead of like, oh, well, I have an obligation, so I'm just going to do it, right? Wouldn't you rather do things because you actually want to do it? And wouldn't you want your loved ones to do things for you because they actually want to? So when you take care of yourself in this way, you're actually being an example for everyone around you that it's okay to be this way, right? And I understand it can be challenging because you, maybe you're like me, where you were raised by people who prioritized and valued selflessness. I'm challenging you to advocate for yourself. Be more selfish. Okay? Advocating for yourself is not a bad thing because in that, you're going to be able to allow yourself to have the capacity to be the wife that you want to be. To have that motivation and desire to actually spend time with your spouse rather than put the kids to bed and then just want to retreat into your room to just stare at your phone to zone out so that you can finally be by yourself, right? It's going to give you that capacity to handle meltdowns from your kids, to handle the different issues that may come up with raising kids, to handle conflict with your spouse in a respectful, loving way so that you two can actually grow together as a couple and actually resolve the problem instead of coming to an impasse and just saying, okay, well, it is what it is and just not solve it only to have the same fight again a week, two weeks later, okay? All of your relationships stem from how well you take care of yourself. So I want you to take this episode and I want you to do something with it. I want you to start opening your eyes and checking out what can I change? What small change can I make to take better care of myself? Okay? And then see how you can change how you feel internally about life. Not feeling like you have to fake it through life, but where there's like this inner contentment and peace in you that is just radiating out of you because you've just allowed yourself to release all that unnecessary stress, the unnecessary negativity, the unnecessary challenges. And then you get to just focus on what matters. Okay. I hope this helped you. Let me know what your thoughts are on this topic and if you need any help. All right. I'm here for you. I'm wishing the best for you and I'll catch you back here next week. Bye.
That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community that's also called Marriage and Motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here next week for the next episode. Bye.